Hey, DNVR listeners, really excited to tell you guys, tell you guys about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. You name it, CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. What is up, guys? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here alongside Brendan Vogt. We are presented today by Total Beverage, where DNVR listeners can get 30% off of their purchase of $75 or more by using the code DNVR2019. Do that online or on the Total Beverage app. Remember, Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area and now has CBD products as well. So here we are at uh, Pepsi Center still uh, shortly after this Nuggets win 109-89. And, uh, the Nuggets are back, Harrison. Sure enough, after Denver's offense had looked awful here over the last couple of games, they get Will Barton back in the lineup and pull off a 20-point win over the top-ranked defense in the league coming into tonight. My, uh, my question to you, are the Nuggets back? They never left, Harrison. <laughs> they never left. Sports are funny, man. Doom and gloom for the Nuggets. This isn't fun. They don't look like a playoff team. These are hypothetical tweets I'm reading off. <laughs> now, just like that, they're 5-2. and two, And I'll tell you what, a win over Miami and a win over Phoenix, yeah. this is looking like a good profile to start the season. Right, right. It, it's funny how, how much a win can change the tune <laughs> of things. I, I'll tell you, I was way off on this game. Yeah. I was way off. I feel like I generally have a pretty good read on this team. I thought we were talking about this before the game in the press lounge. I thought Miami was going to eke out maybe a, a tough win, maybe an ugly win over the Nuggets, just because Denver hadn't seemed all that there offensively and the defense had come and gone. And Miami was playing so well yep. coming into this game. I was not expecting a Nuggets blowout tonight. This was a team that was doing all the things Denver wasn't, right? Defending <laughs> at a high level, getting out and running, and just effort, effort, effort. Yeah. Last thing I expected was a Nuggets, Nuggets blowout win. I was wrong. The very last thing I expected <laughs> was a Denver Nuggets blowout win with Nikola Jokic not playing very well. Right. And and that's that's the sneaky thing about tonight is I don't think any of you see Nuggets by 20. You probably assume a triple-double for the big man. He was almost a non-factor tonight, Harrison. Yeah. I actually looked down at my box score at the end of the game because I was almost expecting him to look like as big of a non-factor as he was, like especially in the second half, and for him still to have a triple double. Right, yeah. I double checked that after that after the game. Yeah. Um, I feel like I want to start off at the very beginning of this one because I feel like the first couple minutes of this game set the tone. Yes. For the rest, Denver hit like their first six shots of the game, opened the game like seven and nine from the field. We're hitting everything, and that was a story of this one. The Nuggets hadn't been able to shoot or really make any of their uncontested threes they made a bunch tonight but did you feel like those opening couple minutes kind of set the tone for this one? there's no doubt about it. we all looked at each other on press row just two minutes in said yeah. this is clearly a better different start for them seeing the ball go through the hoop obviously helps but it was more to it than just making the shots right the nuggets were getting into their offense more quickly yep. they were moving with conviction 
and then passing, right? This team's averaging just 21 assists per game coming into the night. They had nine in the first quarter. So yeah. right off the bat, different vibe. So I know pace has been like this whole buzzword with this team sure. really throughout the entire Michael Mullen era. I still remember in Malone's opening press conference as a coach, like the first thing he said was, I know everybody wants to talk about pace because I played so slow with the Kings and everybody wanted me to play faster. It's really been a buzzword with this team going back like four years now. And my whole thing with pace is like, Nuggets have been playing at a slow pace throughout the entire Jokic era. The thing is, they've been really good like in their half-court offense. And Denver has been terrible in the half-court this year. The thing I noticed was, A, it seemed like there was definitely a concerted effort to play faster, to play with more tempo, to get into their offense quicker. Denver just looked so sharp out of the gate, I thought. It seemed like they just knew what they wanted to do, executed really well, and then they got some shots to fall. Didn't that look like the first quarter one might have expected in Orlando after Malone yes. made that? That sort of, it looked like they really responded in that way tonight. I yeah. agree. But yeah, just getting into their offense quicker and like when you're failing to run in a half court offense the way they were, you got to help yourself out. You got to hunt out those easy buckets. Mm-hmm. And transition's been a disaster for this team. So it, w- it was just nice to see them playing with some, I would, even urgency, I would say is the word. Yeah. Denver just needed a game like this so badly badly. where everything went well. They hit a bunch of open threes. They hit a bunch of uncontested threes. Meanwhile, speaking about Miami, I know they've had a really good start to the year. I've said this a couple times, but they've also had a really easy schedule. They played the Hawks twice and the Grizzlies once, uh, but... I don't know about you. I was not very impressed with Miami's offense in this game. No, I wasn't. And, you know, we talk a lot of on young players. Bam Adebayo, maybe chief among them. Not yeah. exactly an offensive no, superstar, Bam. Not at all. And, and the Nuggets look prepared to defend that offense. You know what's funny, man? Jimmy Butler, is, I think, has a sneaky low floor for being the best player on a team. He was terrible tonight. Terrible. And because he's kind of a Kobe Mamba bailout guy, right? He gets hot <laughs> yeah. in the fourth. Kobe Mamba bailout guy. Yeah, like, like that. it's not like he's running your offense, right? So yeah. it's funny. He doesn't necessarily help a team win the, may, the way maybe Jokic does when, he, when he's not feeling it. Um, and Will Barton deserves credit for the way he defended him tonight as well. Definitely, definitely. Speaking of Will Barton, mm. I feel like... He got our game ball tonight, one. And two, I think that was well-deserved because it was just a noticeable difference, especially in that starting lineup when you go from Will Barton to Torrey Craig back to Will Barton tonight. I mean, the floor is spaced. You got three guys who can play and pick and roll pretty much with Murray, Gary Harris, who you know got injured tonight and actually has not had that great of a start to the season. But getting Will Barton back out there, Having him being able to handle the ball, to create, to be just a really capable three-point shooter that the defense has to respect, right. that really seemed like was the initial addition that really set the Nuggets off, particularly at the beginning of the game. We talked about this a couple nights ago, right? Yeah. But adding him in there really just makes all the difference in the world. And despite the sort of, I guess, vibe around the start to the season, like you pointed out, the starters' numbers with Will Barton in there, still quite good, still quite effective. Jamal Murray actually did say as much tonight after the game. You know, just having that third guy in there that's a ball handler, so it's not just Jamal and Jokic running two-man game, maybe kicking it out to Gary. Like, Barton is a third guard option that really allows them to flow around the perimeter in that DHO kind of way. So having him out there makes all the difference in the world. He got to the the line again, only five free throw attempts tonight, but that was that led the Nuggets. Yeah. And he's been doing that at a rate, um, you know, more so than the other Nuggets all season long. So he, like effort, man, effort is really shining through for Will. 
look, I know we've been on this throughout this beginning of the season. We're on this this summer. Are we ready to take a victory lap on Will Barton? I'm, I'm itch. I already did. <laughs> it might be too early, but I'm throwing it out there. I mean, I put myself out there. I put myself on the line. I was very adamant that he would look like more his 2017-18 self yeah. than last year. Look, through six games, he's been consistent. He's been knocking down his threes, been getting to the hole. I think he's been playing pretty good defense yeah, for definitely. You know, the level he's played on that end of the floor over the last couple of years. Heading into the night, he led the Nuggets in net rating. He's got an 18.0 net rating. The Nuggets are outscoring their opponent by 18 points per 100 possessions when he is on the floor this year. You know, it's funny. I got a comment on Twitter. A fan is like, all right, it's great that Barton's feeling himself, but does he have to lead the team or come second in the team in shot attempts per game? Well, he was fourth tonight. He's only third per game this season, fourth the year prior and the year before that. So the truth is, this is not a guy that comes in and jacks it up. He really tries to slide into the cracks of that starting unit. He puts a strong effort on defense and rebounding, man. Ten rebounds again tonight. Yeah. Not bad for an undersized three. And he's been efficient, at least in these last two games, 8 of 16 from the field against Dallas, 5 of 10 from the field against Miami. And, um, I mean, he looks like he's back. He, he looks like his pre-injury self. You know, in hindsight, and, and some of us uh, some of us really stuck by this, but in hindsight it seems so obvious. Maybe he just got hurt. You know, guys get hurt. It takes a while to get better. And, I, I mean, it really didn't seem like this was the case last season. His value to this team is, like, just sticking out and sticking out yeah. more and more. Obviously, tonight when he plays <clears throat> and over these last two games, when Denver just looks like, with that starting unit with Craig, they go through one or two, you know, dribble handoff motions, and then the offense just dies. Right. Barton is there, and, you know, this offense can keep going and keep going. And I think tonight we got a lot of those, like, five or six pass possessions yep. that ended in a bucket. We haven't had a lot of those over the last couple of games. And my, my last thing on Barton is this is a guy that really feeds off of self-confidence. And mm-hmm. prior to last year was never lacking in that debatably in his entire life <laughs> last year you saw the look of a guy who was facing some adversity i thought and and some of that swagger that preacher stuff we talk about with will it was missing he's himself this year he's smiling he's confident and it's not a coincidence to me that he's also playing well all right we'll get back to this game shortly gotta tell you guys about never summer's opening day at punch bowl november 9th it's never summer celebration party and breck is teaming up with them Really cool event uh, down at Punch Bowl on November 9th. I'm sure some of us will be down there. A lot of people from Breck Brewery uh, will obviously be down there. So a great event to kick off the winter season, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., like I said, at Punch Bowl Social in Denver, Colorado. Snow is in the air. The mountains are calling your name. Time to party about it. Uh, This year, Denver Legends, the Gin Doctors, will be crushing your favorite 90s hits, and you get the chance to take the stage and rock out with them as in live band 90s karaoke people. There's going to be a sign-up, a lot of cool other stuff going down, uh, chances to win this year's Artist Series All-Mountain Snowboard designed by Jaime Molina, chances to win an epic pass for the season. You don't want to miss out on that. That's like a $1,000 value right there. A lot of other cool stuff with Breck Brewery. You guys know how much we love them. We'll be drinking Breck beers down there. Again, November 9th, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. at Punch Bowl Social. It's opening day uh, for Never Summer. Also, before we move on, you guys know how supporting local business is in our blood. 
So we're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company, and it may not be what you think it is because Denver Rubber Company, it's the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. And guess what? Snow is coming, and we've already had a taste of it. You'll need Denver Rubber Company when it comes to anything snow plows. DRC can also cut to size and pre-slot most snow plow rubber. The blades could be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your exact specifications. We went and actually checked out their warehouse a few weeks back and it was nothing short of amazing. These guys have created proprietary materials that make up the inside of wind turbine blades and we even witnessed machines that cut material that are used in bulletproof vests. Remember Denver Rubber Company custom makes it all and you can purchase products for yourself and of course buy bulk at a fantastic rate. They're family-owned and with loyalty only to the people, just like us here at DNVR. So be sure to call them today for any snowplow needs, custom gaskets, hoses, etc. at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR and tell them who sent you. All right, back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, presented by Total Beverage, Harrison Wind, and Brendan Vogue here after this 109-89 Nuggets win. Um, we talked about Will Barton. We talked about the hot shooting and just that Denver really needed a game like this where the offense clicked. The pace was up. It seemed like there was definitely a concerted effort to play with more tempo. I want to fast forward to the end of the game because this was like a blowout for really much of the second half. Michael Malone leaves his <laughs> starters in and really his high-end bench guys until like the three-minute mark of the fourth quarter. We're looking at ourselves on press row like, is he trying to make a point? Yeah. Is he trying to you know, work his guys into shape? What's going on here? Yeah, I still don't know. <laughs> seemed like after the game he copped to probably playing Jamal a little too early. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm not sure if he was... If that was punishment for Jokic, hey, close this thing out in garbage time. I want to see you running. But yeah. uh, it just it was weird to see those guys out there. Look, there were a lot of questions on it. It was like the talk of the fourth quarter, I felt like, on Twitter and from us because the game was pretty much decided. My read on it, look, the Nuggets' offense has not had that much rhythm here. Yeah. Starters and bench. Yep. Right or wrong, I got to think Denver just wanted to find some momentum and just find that rhythm in the fourth. Well, one way you can try to help your bench out, help them see the ball go through the basket, is stick Jokic out there with them, right? So (laughs) from that sense, I get it. But boy, man, if you thought Jokic didn't care in games one through four, Jokic in garbage time is a new level. (laughs) It's a new level of protest. Yeah. I was very surprised he left everybody out there with the two starters Nuggets lost to injury tonight. I know. That's the other thing. So Gary goes down right before half in kind of an awkward landing on a floater where I swear he jumped like 10 feet in the air on that one. Ankle sprain for him. It seems like he's all right, though, talking with people after the game. And Millsap, facial laceration. He had one of those last year, too. No concussion protocol for him, though. So I think he'll be okay. Yeah, Malone said, uh, I I held up two fingers and asked him how much I'm holding up, and he said five. Not quite sure if Malone was joking (laughs) or if Millsap probably should go through concussion protocol. But I I don't think Millsap should be fine. Gary, it sounds like he could miss a game or two, though. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um it didn't seem like there was a ton of concern about no. any of those guys, no. though. Uh, a couple tweaks I thought that were interesting to the rotation tonight. Jamal Murray played some with the bench. And then in, I believe, what was it, the third quarter, 
Jokic is in foul trouble, and then that starting unit with Mason Plumlee right. kind of got some you know good momentum there. And that's really good news for a bench who has struggled to just like piece together really healthy possessions. Yeah, they needed to see the ball go through the hoop. Particularly Monte Morris, by the way, who probably yeah. had his best offensive game in the season. Definitely had his best offensive game in the season. And you wonder, I mean, we talked so much about scheme and, and, and rotations and flow and how that's affecting the bench. But, I mean, part of it, too, is, like, you're you're cold until you're not, right? You just got to hit some, hit some shots and, and maybe you heat up. Yeah, 11 points, 8 assists for Morris tonight. A game-high 8 assists in just 22 minutes. That was better. That was the more encouraging part to me. The shooting I expected to level out, but we've seen maybe sloppy, disjointed, rushed Monte, which yeah. is not something we're used to. Yeah. But tonight he looked more himself with that second unit. And to your point, man, I wonder if that's, you know, he seems to be Malone that is sliding away from the full hockey sub thing and maybe yeah. splicing guys together more. And I... Maybe not a coincidence he's getting more value out of some of these guys. Yeah. Going back to what I was saying about the tweaked rotation when it comes to Murray in the second unit, I was thinking back to the beginning of last year when Denver's bench was just blowing opposing benches off the floor. What was the group of five on the floor? It was Jamal Murray, Monte Morris, Malik Beasley, Trey Lyles, and Mason Plumlee. You sub Trey Lyles in for Jeremy Grant, obviously, but – Denver's been so adamant about playing, you know, five stars and five bench. Yep. They haven't gotten Murray with that second unit on the floor a ton this season. I was encouraged by that tonight. And based on how well that unit played last year, particularly over the first half of the season, four bench guys and Murray. I know injuries last year, like, elevated Torrey Craig into the starting lineup, and that was a reason why they went to that group. But that's an intriguing option for the bench, I think. With Murray getting him off ball with that second unit, I'd like to see a little bit more of that. Yeah, when you talk about messing with the rotation, you're you're not necessarily just talking about swapping players out, right? Yeah. You're talking about how they're subbed in. And I agree with you. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence. Jokic with the starters here and there, or Jokic with the bench here and there, Murray with the bench here and there, um, especially for a guy like, like Torrey Craig and Jeremy Grant, who I think's value is severely mitigated when they're just stuck strictly with second unit minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Jokic played a little with the bench. I think it was a second quarter yep. to try to jumpstart that group. And yep. Denver got some uh, good results. 9-23 from three. Did you think, like, Denver got more open looks than normal tonight? Or, or was this just a case where Nuggets got the same looks they always did? They just knocked down shots? Yeah, I would say maybe more of the latter. I mean, yeah. they were definitely passing the ball more, so that's worth noting. But... Yeah, I don't think it was so much as these were higher quality shots. We just haven't seen them hit those. Right? Yeah, I mean, Torrey Craig hadn't hit a three since opening night against right. Portland. It was like oh of his last twelve. Yeah, he hit that one from uh, the wing. Jeremy Grant, who's been like under thirty percent from three, hit a couple. So yeah, I th- think maybe it was just one of those nights. Yeah, I mean, it's a, we talk so much about like what is it going to take to get this player going or, or this lineup going. I mean, sometimes guys just like you're not hitting shots until you are, and we don't give people enough time to like you got to play through a slump sometimes and but this Nuggets team man I cannot figure out I've been covering them for three years if they're a good three-point shooting team or not (laughs) especially this guard group between Gary and Jamal yeah I mean I think they're just an average three-point shooting team and they're streaky yeah they are very streaky as a lot of young guys are but you know I don't know how much longer we can call this team like super young right they are streaky though yep they're streaky 
Piper Electric has been serving the Denver metro area since 1983 through a commitment to customer service and team performance. Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. If you call 303-646-66, sorry, if you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the DMV or hookup and save you 20% off of your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off of your next service call. Back here on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Harrison Wind and Brendan Vote here at Pepsi Center still. We are presented, as always, by Total Beverage. Remember, guys... DNVR listeners can get 30% off of your purchase of $75 or more by using the code DNVR2019. So make sure to check out Total Beverage uh, this week, this weekend for all your beer, wine, spirits, and CBD needs. They also deliver to most of the metro area uh, as well. Any final thoughts for this one? I mean, the locker room seemed pretty chipper after this game. I was joking about this with Matt Moore. Usually it's the coach who doesn't get too high or too low and maybe the players who fall prey to that. This team, I think it's the other way around. (laughs) That locker room, no matter how Malone seems to be emoting or what the fan base thinks of a winner or a loss, I swear, man, I walk in there and it's the same vibe seemingly every time. Yeah. Well, I think they got a a lot of guys who don't get too high or too low. Me too. Like Paul Millsap, he said this after, what, the New Orleans game when everybody was freaking out and Malone ripped them for – like that embarrassing loss. He was like, "Hey, it's a long season. You know, Millsap's been through this thing once or twice, yeah. and that was after what five games." Yeah. Um, I, I think that goes for a lot of guys in that locker room. A lot of guys keep a level head. They don't get too high or too low. You know, maybe Jokic kind of sets the vibe in that regard. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe. But I also think it's like you just said. I mean, Jeremy Grant is a flat line. Gary Harris is a flat line. Jamal Murray, I think, is is closer to that than I maybe thought when he first came into the league. Like, you know, for maybe he's flashy on the court, but he is actually a fairly, like, soft-spoken dude. So Mm -hmm. I just don't think they're that those types of personalities. I do have an emerging kind of macro-scale take, man, through through seven games, and it's a sneaky, optimistic one. Okay. One thing that hasn't gotten enough talk about through seven games is the Nuggets' ability to win without – first team all nba Jokic, right and i think tonight's a prime example he straight up wasn't good tonight and they beat what's been granted micro sample the best team in the league through six games um and they beat them by 20 yeah so let's talk about Jokic's night um because he's obviously been the talking point here uh, i think he's looked a little disengaged i don't think he's looked all there particularly on that road trip uh we're done for split went one and one he obviously had the good half against Orlando, but I mean that that first half, it didn't even look like he wanted to be out there. Barely looked at the rim. I thought in the first half he played really well, mm. and obviously like he didn't score a lot, but I felt like Denver's offense ran really well. Uh, he made the right reads. Sure. He attracted a crowd, found the open man, and like I, I felt like Jokic played a pretty good game tonight. He missed a lot of bunnies around the rim that he usually makes. He shot like four twelve from the field. I thought he played pretty well tonight. I mean, he he wasn't bad. I'm just saying, like, think about all the times where it was like, oh, I don't know what I how good Yoke was tonight. And then you look up and he's got, like, 20, 12, and 12. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, nine points, five boards, five assists, four turnovers. Like, for a guy for whom the bar is MVP caliber, it just wasn't that great of a night. But to your point, 
that's kind of what I'm speaking about was just having him, him out there and his gravity and his understanding of that. This is a team that can be a threat even if he scores less than 10 points. For sure. I think over the course of 82, they need him to shoot more, but I, I almost feel like people have been so concerned about his demeanor, they've forgotten to give the rest of the team a little credit. Yeah, I agree. And that's something they really weren't able to do consistently last year when, exactly. when you know he wasn't putting up huge stats. And in the playoffs, granted this is what happens, it becomes about best players, but yeah. the Denver was, was almost strictly Jamal Jokic's two-man mm-hmm. game. And it's right. can they win games in the regular season, in the postseason, when Jokic either doesn't have it or the defense is selling out to stopping him? I actually think we've gotten a more encouraging answer to the start of this season than we might think. Yeah. So, I mean, I think Jokic had a strong game tonight. Missed missed a couple easy ones around the uh, the rim that would have put him in double figures. I, I want to close by this, with this. Um, obviously, the offense has kind of been the talking point here. Do you think... Like, how much less concerned are you with the offense after this game, or do you still have a lot of concern about it? I mean, it's not all in the rear view just because they played well once, but I feel considerably better. Mostly because I think we all agree this probably is more of who Denver is at their core. And it was the other games that were outliers. And so it's nice for us to see it, but I just think for them. I think for them to put that kind of effort in and then see the results, see it bear fruit right away— Maybe it was a nice jolt to the system, like, hey, this is who we are. I agree. I don't think Denver's out of the woods by any means, but this was a big step in the right direction, no doubt. Shoot 52% from the field, 39% from three, 19 turnovers tonight. I feel like that was a lot of Malone's frustration, especially with a couple of those Jokic ones in the second half. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. The 25-point game was taking months off his life. But it's funny, man. That's This was... We've been waiting for them to either play well on offense or defense. They did both tonight. They were awesome. Yeah, this was obviously the most complete game that the Nuggets have played. Their most impressive win, and hey, they are five and two on the year. So is it safe to say Nuggets are fine? We maybe overreacted. I, I always thought they were fine. <laughs> um, I, I this Jokic thing, he does this a couple times per year, and. I think we might just have to expect it now. Um, but, hey, they're 5-2, and two, and I would still say on average they played like C plus B minus basketball this year. And that's probably good news. That's, yeah. that's how I interpret it. All right. I, I think that's all the time we got for tonight. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure, leave us a uh, five-star review on iTunes. It's super easy. Just type DNVR Nuggets in that little iTunes search bar. Uh, leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on a show uh, later this week. Solid win for the Nuggets tonight. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. Talk to you guys then. Hey guys, before we get out of here, you may or may not know that taking care of your teeth is pretty important. I would hope you would know, but our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. That's right, you simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. How long was that? Uh, Let's see how good my mental clock is. 26 minutes with reads. That's pretty good, man.